Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and for 131 episodes, we've helped you lose money. We're a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in usually 20-ish minutes. This week is going to be long because we're talking about our favorite thing, the NFL, and specifically the AFC and NFC East with the Panzerati Prince. Lots of bets. Recap at the end. Up first, the NFC East with the Panzerati Prince. Let's welcome back the Panzerati Prince to talk about the NFC and AFC East. Panzerati Prince, how you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing so I'm doing so well. This is just it's just dawning on me that the reality happened. We just had the Hall of Fame game, but football is back. It was one of those ones where there is going to be a football game for me every week from here on out till February. And I just passed out and had to wake up 24 hours later. I was so excited. You know what? Speaking of the Hall of Fame game, can we yeah. answer why the hell Josh McDaniels decided to put Josh Jacobs in the game? It's the Hall of Fame game and he's yeah. getting hit. This yeah. is your yeah. running back. Yeah, supposed to be like, a RB1. Like, what's he doing getting hit? I can't tell if this is a good sign for Josh Jacobs or a bad sign for Josh Jacobs. It's like, well, they're trying to get him reps because he's the RB1, or he doesn't really matter. Let's just throw him out during the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Hey, another, Sarah, another great. your running backs. They've got like <laughs> a year and a half shelf life. Jesus Christ. Well, if you heard us last week, we obviously uh, shared our thoughts on the Raiders and Josh McDaniels, which was a loud boo. So uh, that's how we think about Josh McDaniels, which seems like it's going to continue into this year. But let's get on to the NFC East here. And, you know, these are two really big stack divisions. The NFC East is always a loud, noisy division, whether they should be or not. They've been bad for many years. But this year, it's starting to feel like things are turning slightly, that there might actually be two good teams, if not three interesting teams into this division. And let's start with the biggest elephant in the room. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Over under right now is 10 and a half. Pants ready, Prince. How do you feel about it? You know what? So I know the NFC East is like, it's, it's the spotlight division. Everyone just yeah. cares about it every year for some reason, even though it's crap every single year. <laughs> I still yeah. don't see it taking that step this year, except okay. for Dallas, who I yeah. like. And I think they can run away with this division. I think 11 wins is a perfect win total for this team so i'm going over so many people are down on zeke all zeke has to do is be a good 1a or 1b back yeah it's the zeke and tony pollard show now it you do not need zeke to carry that offense and i Mm -hmm. think honestly cd lamb is going to be the wide receiver one this year that's my feeling yeah i'm all in on cd lamb wow there you go See, and it's funny, CeeDee Lamb plays everywhere, too, especially because Amari, you know, uh, Amari Cooper's gone now, too. And Michael Gallup's a little hurt, and so it's going to be a little interesting. They did draft another wide receiver as well, but, you know, it's so funny. The Cowboys are starting to feel that pain of Ezekiel Elliott's, like, six-year, $90 million contract because they're forced to have to shed players that have some money. But I still expect them to, like, to put up a ton of points, you know, even with losing a couple guys on the line and Amari Cooper on top of it. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, Micah Poston, Malik Hooker, yep. Trayvon Diggs in the, on the defensive side Marcus of the ball. Lawrence. I think this team is just too talented with who they're going to be playing twice a year that mm-hmm. they don't get to at least 11 wins. No, I completely am with you. Like, the, their defense is still really good, especially under Dan Campbell. But if either of those guys miss time on defense, though, like DeMarcus, Cam- uh, DeMarcus Lawrence or Micah Parsons, this team gets thin fast just because that's what happens when you're up against the cap. You just don't have a lot of depth. The thing is, I expect, 
I expected everything to take the under in the Cowboys this year. Going after last year, ending going like, Cowboys, ugh, Mike McCarthy sucks. He's going to get fired. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But the division isn't that good. And the most important part that you're going to hear me talk a lot about this when we keep doing these uh, previews is that the NFC is not that good this year. There's not a lot of good teams. And there's a lot of middle and a lot of junk. And so if you are, you know, if you have any high level talent at all, I'm probably taking the over just like I will be as well for the Cowboys at 10 and a half. So I'm definitely taking the over as well. Yeah. So much junk in the NFC. Just so oh, much. God, <laughs> there's so much junk. Speaking of junk, the New York Giants. Let's talk <laughs> about the New York Giants. They're over under right now is seven. Lots of moves in the offseason. Lots of moves. Bring a Brian Dable in uh, from Buffalo to help turn, uh, turn <laughs> Daniel Jones into the next Josh Allen. Uh, where, how do you feel about the New York Giants? How do you feel about Big Blue? Big Blue at seven wins. Um, to, you know what? It's funny because I really like Brian Dable. I really like what they did on draft day. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau yep. and Evan Neal, that's who they had to pick. Yep. They got that haul exactly what they needed. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> if I go over on the Giants after last year, I'm just going to look like the biggest New York Giants homer, and I can't yep. do that. So I have to take the under here on the Giants. Uh, yeah. I picked them to sneakily win the division last year, and I had to take my medicine for that one. So I'm gonna cool the Jets here. I'm going. Uh, I'm going under. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll hold the mantle for you. I'm gonna take the over seven. Now, by the way, I did like it a lot more when it was over six and a half. Uh, you know, admittedly, like I said in the top, the Daniel Jones is not the same talent as Allen. You know, like it just. But the Giants could sneak into the playoffs if Dable can top you know, really into, into the Jones, you know, future a little bit. They're t- they got a ton of wide receivers, which was kind of like a joke last year, but now you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, wait, wait, why wouldn't this be a good thing? I just, I'm very interested in investing in the Giants. Last season, they suffered six worst injury luck and f- faced the second toughest schedule in the whole league. So, you know, th- having the second easiest schedule this time and maybe average injury luck, you could see them winning seven, eight games pretty easily, especially because there are some teams in this division that maybe I don't believe in. And especially like we're talking about the conference, I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker for doing this twice in a row. I'm going to take the over, and, uh, and then, you know, you can, you can be really jealous of me when I'm holding money at the end of the year. You know okay? what? Honestly, I, I like it. I like it, and, <laughs> and I would be jealous, and I, I will happily be jealous of you. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. All right, so there we go. So we're split on the Giants there, but let's go to what a lot of people like, some, some very interesting team for a lot of people, and some that I've heard called the most talented team, top to bottom in the whole league. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. I can't believe I just said that. The win total right now is nine and a half. What are you going to do? So, yeah, a lot of people like the Philadelphia Eagles, and yep. that is not me. I am not in that <laughs> a lot of people group. Uh, I'm just not ready to give 10-plus wins to a, a team with a quarterback that I don't trust. And it just yep. comes down to that. Yep. Because, yeah, they've got yep. pieces all over the field. They're a talented team on paper. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a bad QB. I mean, nope. you know, the he can score. He can make things happen. I just don't trust him to lead the team to 10 wins. Individual yeah. stats, I don't care what he does in the fantasy field. I just do not think that this team can be led by Jalen Hurts and get 10-plus wins. I think nine wins is the ceiling. I think it's very yep. real that, they, that they, they have nine wins, but I have to take the under. Yeah, I desperately try not to do this when we talk about this because you always do that thing where like, wow, Vegas knows what they're doing because it could be nine or it could be 10. And that's why it's nine and a half. But that's like the stupidest thing you could possibly say because that's why they create lines this way. But to be perfectly honest, the Eagles is something where I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. And I have no interest in taking one way or another. Obviously, I'm going to take the under just because that's what we do on the show here. But like, I just, 
this team is talented and they could do both. They could win seven games. They could win 11. But I think it's really interesting that they set the nine and a half right now. Instead, when we did the AFC West, where they're projecting with the Broncos and projecting with the Raiders and stuff like that and giving them kind of higher numbers, I think the nine and a half is interesting and not giving them the 10 and a half. But one of the key successes to the Eagles last year was their pass heavy offense. They passed a ton. They ranked eight in early down pass rates, uh, which is a more run-heavy approach, which you got to assume that they're going to be doing this year. I just got a feel for A.J. Brown going for Ryan Tannehill. And then he's like, awesome, I got to get the hell out of here. And they're like, great, you're going to get Jalen Hurts. He's like, fuck. <laughs> like, that's, oh, good, great, awesome. That being said, they might have one of the more talented uh, wide receiving duos in the whole league because Devontae Smith was great last year. Yeah, um, I, I'm interested to see what he does in the year two. Um, but yeah, A.J. Brown, he's good. I just, will, he's good. will Jalen Hurts get the, the most out of him? That's, I, I would love to see I don't know. A.J. Brown with an elite quarterback. Yeah, somebody that can actually like place it into his hands instead of him like having to go up and get murdered by a couple of defenders. Uh, yeah, the nine and a half is just like such a middle number that I don't really know what to do. I'm going to say the under just for the sake of the show, but it's not something I probably will be touching very much. And, and honestly, unless the, the lines are crazy, maybe I'll look at fading them in the first couple of weeks. But honestly, I'm going with the under nine and a half and not a, not a strong lean either way. Yeah, I'm not touching this at all. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Awesome. Moving on. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the last team. Let's talk about the Washington Commanders. Hmm, that's going to feel weird for a while. Over under right now is seven and a half. How you feeling? Pants right, Prince. Carson Wentz, people. <laughs> Carson Let's just Wentz. get it out of the way. Uh, no, I'm taking the under because I don't think they're very good. <laughs> okay, there we go. And that's that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do think that the defense can return to form. I, I, would, I would like to hope that Chase Young can stay healthy all year. Um, yep. Currently on the pup, so we'll see what happens. But um, Yeah, that was a big blow. I just... That offense is like, I look at that and I say, no, just no. not going to happen. No, they got a really bad offensive line. Like, I think that's the like really thing to start with. You know, it's so funny because, so I'm going to take the over seven and a half. And this feels like one of the weirder ones for me, but like this featured an absolute carousel of below average quarterbacks in the pa- fa- past few seasons. And therefore calling Carson Wentz an upgrade can be both a truthful statement and incredibly gross to say out loud. So I just, I don't, he is an upgrade over what they had last year. He is an upgrade over Tyler, Taylor Haneke. But mm-hmm. he's not good, and that's the problem. But there is talent. There's McLaurin. And the only th- one of the real talents for McLaurin is deep balls down the, down the center, and that's something that Carson Wentz can deliver. Accurately? I don't know. But he can at least get the ball down there a little bit. And I think the biggest difference of why I want to take the over is the division might kind of be in the middle, kind of might be really mid, but this, the defense. That defense going into last year was supposed to be good. It was supposed to be a good defense, and they finished 27th in DVOA. Just like, and that's an above average unit. So if they snap back to the middle at all, they could really work their way into eight wins pretty easily, but that about, that's about it. Like, I don't think they're sniffing playoff contention at all. So I, uh, I, don't, I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to take the over seven and a half and just kind of like close my eyes. Yeah, I, you know... <sighs> Carson Wentz is, is that guy who's going to put up numbers. He's going to score touchdowns. His stats, you're going to look yep. at them at the end of the end. You're going to say, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But then he's going to lose you football games with single plays. Absolutely. So he's going to come down in the fourth quarter and make an absolute bonehead play. Or he's going to, you know, run out of bounds, losing 10 yards when he should have thrown the ball away. <laughs> yeah, Things yeah. like that are going to lose you games. When you look at his individual stats, you're like, oh, okay, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions or whatever it was last year. That's good. Right. Yeah. Then he lost them two games to make the Colts the playoff. <laughs> so I see him losing the Commanders games. I don't see that changing at all. And uh, yeah, 
I would like to see more from Carson Wentz. The is it isn't Carson Wentz the most Washington team Washington player of all time? It just feels like that team top to bottom is full of scumbags. Like other than Ron Rivera, who seems like the really nicest guy, and like whatever, he's like the consummate uh, football coach. But everyone in Washington, like ugh, and it's like Carson Wentz everywhere he's gone is be like everyone's like I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone in the locker room is like that guy's a piece of shit. I know, like perfect. Welcome yeah. to Washington. Uh, so. There we go. That's the NFC East. We'll do our best bets at the end of the show. Uh, the ones that we're really going to be putting some money on and leading heavy into. But we'll be doing the AFC East right after this. Now word from our sponsor in an app I use all the time, BetStamp. Here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping. Making sure that you're finding the right line so you can get the best odds possible. You could do that through the app. And through the app, once you find the number you like, you can just click on that book and be sent there to place the wager. That easy. Having a bet that you want to move off of or trying to find a number that you missed out on, you can buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they won't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, we post all of our picks at LosingMoneyWAB on Twitter, on Instagram, every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, heads up, we're losing. You could do that on the BetStamp app. Plus, other famous bettors and find out their records and see if they're full of shit or not. Download the BetStamp app today. And we're back to talk about the AFC East. The AFC East, a classic division that has always been ruled by one team, one way or another. Whether it was the Dolphins, and then goes to the Pats, and the Jets were pretty good for a bit when other teams were bad. And now it looks like we've got one strong team and a bunch of teams that I don't know how to feel about. And let's start talking about it. Let's talk about the favorite in the whole NFL to win the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Right now is at 11 and a half. Pants right, Prince, how you feel about it? Oh, I mean, you have to go over it. This is Josh Allen. This is the MVP candidate of the year. Mm -hmm. Everyone's pick. Everyone says, Josh Allen, lead me to the gates of heaven. (laughs) Um, I have to go over here. The Bills are too good not to win 12 games. Um, Yeah. I would like to hear your thoughts on on what uh, James Cook's going to do this year. Uh, How many games before he overtakes Devin Singletary? (laughs) You know, obviously, like, I can't even hide it. I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. But there is a large part that scares the hell out of me about this. The fact that they lost in the game before the conference finals, in, you know, one of the better football games we've seen in years, and heartbreaking to me and something I will never get over, uh, is, is that the fact that people are just assuming and writing a paper like, well, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. You're like, whoa, what, what really? Wait a second. This st- it still feels a little rushed. It still feels a little new. I don't know. Here's the thing. There's a lot of numbers around this to support that they actually should have been a much better uh, record last year than they did. It's... They went 11 and 6, and they went 0 and 5 in one score game. 0 and 5, and they went 11 and 6 last year. Like, that's insane. This team could have easily been a 13 or 14 win team, uh, and probably would have helped having home field advantage against the Chiefs. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. But the Bills are the team to beat in the NFL this season, right? They benefited from having the second best injury luck last year. That also scares me. And the easiest strength of schedule by the end of the year, the teams that they faced gave them the easiest strength of schedule. So the depth will be tested a lot more because bringing in, they're bringing back almost the exact same team as last year, which was very good. And then they just added Von fucking Miller. Like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to think that that's exactly also what they needed because the biggest issue that they had was pass rush. And now they're having someone that can be keyed on and hopefully freeing it up for Greg Russo and AJ Espinosa and, you know, everybody else. That's my fear. Like that just, there is no depth. And we've already started to see in the training camp a little bit. Jordan Poyer hyperextends his elbow and people are like, who, who's the backup safety? Like, like, you know, that's a little bit scary, but I'm overthinking it. This is a very good team in not a great division. I think they're going to absolutely win. They also, by the way, did go six and zero in the division last year. So that is something that maybe won't happen again. But I also think the 11 and a half is too low. I think it should have been 12 and a half. I'm going to take the over as well. 
you know, I get it. You're just being careful. It's your team. You don't want to get yeah, too, ha, 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 you know, Super Bowl, <laughs> everyone's power rankings, the Buffalo Bills at the top. Uh, yeah. I get it. But you don't need to worry, Andrew. This team is going to win the division. No problem. 12 wins. No problem. Oh, my God. You can hear in my voice I'm getting defensive. It's like talking about yeah. like a family member or something like that. Okay. Let's go from the opposite of that to the, uh, the opposite feelings I have about another team. Let's talk about the New England Patriots. Right now, their number is at nine. And this is one of the more interesting teams because I think it's really dividing the public on how to feel about the New England Patriots. Now, Panzeri Prince, I know how you feel personally about the, Pan- uh, the New England Patriots. How do you feel about them this season? So I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Oh, I love this. Um, in 2023, the New England Patriots will have a top 10 draft pick. Wow. This team is not good. No. I am going <laughs> under. The Patriots get the win total because of the respect that they have garnered over the past 20 years. And that's totally fair. Yep. I, I get that. Yep. You know, if they end this season with nine or 10 wins, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say, dear God, how did that happen? Uh, right. The system, the coaching staff, you have to always respect it. That being said, the offense is atrocious. It's not good. Not good at all. And no. Other than Matthew Judon on defense, I don't know who I trust on that defense. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I am right there with you because here, here's, here's a fun stat. So, like, so given the 2021 offseason, right? They spent $160 million in guaranteed contracts, which was an NFL record. And so given that they went 10 and 7 last year, you could say maybe the strategy worked. You know, we made the playoffs. This is kind of what you want to do, right? Except the cap hits for Johnny Smith, $13.7 million, and Nelson Aguilar, $14.9 million, are massive for players that have absolutely minimal impact. Would it shock you to say that Patriots, with all their wide receivers, and all those wide receivers that you can think of, oh, what a talented group of people, have the most expensive wide, rece- wide receiver depth chart in the league? The, are you the New England Patriots, yes. Oh, my, okay. Most expensive. So let's, let's look at this right here. Devontae yeah. Parker. Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby mm-hmm. Myers, Nelson Aguilar. That's what? the most expensive wide receiver, wide receiver group in the league. It's atrocious. I looked at that. Uh, I was brutal. like, this is so gross. Uh, it's awful. It's awful. Like, I don't even care about Mac Jones one way or another. I think people tout him maybe a little too much. But they've done two awful, awful cardinal sins that you do to young quarterbacks. He doesn't have a very good offensive line anymore. They traded Shaq Mason for pennies, which was very confusing. And they don't, he has no one to throw at. Like, what, you're not even giving him a chance to succeed. I don't care how much weight he lost or muscle he gained. Like, <laughs> get out of here. So, like, I don't enjoy betting against Bill Belichick because my whole life has been tormented by him. But so, the Patriots only beat two teams with winning records last year. Two. And will face a much tougher schedule because they had a winning record last year. Mm-hmm. So I just, seven months, and the, the biggest thing that I cannot forget, and I know I'm a Bills fan, so, like, you know, the Patriots are <laughs> someone I hate, but whatever. Seven months ago, the Bills played the perfect offensive game against the Patriots. A better Patriots team and a better Patriots defense. No punts, no field goals, no turnovers, just touchdowns. And now this team thinks that they're going to be better? No, they are absolutely worse. I'm taking the under nine. Yeah, uh, I'm totally not biased at all, but I could see the Pats winning like six <laughs> games. But I'm totally not biased at all, Andrew. I, you know, I, <laughs> well, me neither. Uh, we'll not be biased together then. Because honestly, how you feel about the Patriots, and I assume you're taking the under nine as well, is how you feel about the Dolphins and the Jets. Because you assume that that vacuum is going to get filled by one of these two teams. And let's start talking about it. Let's talk about the very noisy Miami Dolphins over under right now is eight and a half. How do you feel? 
Okay, so the Dolphins really remind me of the Eagles, This like going into the year, where oh. everyone's kind of like, you know, this team has so much, you know, on both sides of the ball, and then they're giving me a quarterback that I don't trust. Um, <laughs> and why should I not stay consistent and uh, flip-flop? And if I went one way with the Eagles, I shouldn't go the other way with the Dolphins. So I'm going to take the under. Um, okay. Everyone in the Nunna is playing running back for the Dolphins this year, so I'm not sure who's <laughs> going to come out of that, but I think it's going to be Sony Michelle. I would like it to yeah. be Sony Michelle. I think he's the most talented out of that group. Um, that being said, other than the fact that they have a two-headed monster, a tiny yep. two-headed monster in Waddle and yeah. Hill, uh, it's just, again, this is not Patrick Mahomes. No, no, I, it's I, not. I'm curious to see, uh, you know, you've been a Tua guy in the past. I haven't. Yeah. I, I'm not rooting against the guy. I just don't trust him. No, and I don't, I don't blame you for not trusting him. I don't think he's done a whole lot to give you a lot of reasons to trust him. It's so funny. Tua and Baker are the people that I feel like I defend. And then people are like, oh, you like them. And I'm like, no, I don't like them. I just feel like I feel like it's too often slanted one way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll get to Baker eventually. But, like, the guy was in the conference championship two years ago. Um, okay. And it's kind of like what we talked about with Jimmy G. Like, sometimes we just lose we just think about uh, a narrative and that's what we get stuck instead of actual on-field performance sometimes so my thing with Tua is that like here Mike McDaniel's the new coach I think we need to bring that up as well he comes from the 49ers so he's likely to implement that like Kyle Shanahan-esque offensive scheme and it's a scheme that could take pressure off the offensive line which was absolutely the Achilles heel for the last two seasons with the Dolphins they had a brutal offensive line and they've added two really quality offensive linemen they added Teron Armstead who hopefully can stay healthy and Connor Williams so that's going to help a lot and those changes should allow Tua to be able to put the ball down the field because everyone's making fun of how short he throws. And I'm like, well, I don't think he had much time in the pocket. So I think he's just trying to get the ball out as much as possible. And for that reason, if they have more time to throw down the field, might I, might I add you, might I remind you, excuse me, that they brought in Tyreek Hill. So I just, here's the numbers I want to say. Here's Tua's career, okay? In 2020, when he was drafted in the league, he had broken his hip. And so he's doing remote meetings because of COVID and he, has, he wasn't the quarterback one. And they had a 70-year-old offensive coordinator because they didn't assume he was going to be the starter. So they're planning for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's year one. And then year two, broken ribs in week two, broken finger in the week in throwing hand, the worst offensive line of football and wide receivers who had the worst separation in football and one of the worst run games in the NFL. This can only get better. And if it's not this season, and if he doesn't show any progression, I'll be the first one to be like, nope, everyone was right. I was wrong. Get him out of here. This sucks. Because he had nothing to work with last two years. And if he does suck this year, it's on him. That's all I gotta say about that. So yeah, I, I'm taking the over the, eight and a half. hundred percent. Yeah. Now he has the pieces and 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 yeah. they are around him and they are talented. This is a good yep. team. I just you know, you need uh, not a game, not a, a quarterback that's gonna, you know, be elite and win you a bunch of games uh, no. you know, on his own. But with that team, you at least need a game manager. That's not Tua. Mm-hmm. So yep. we'll see. Um, yeah, I just, I have to go on down the Dolphins. No, I, I don't blame you at all. Honestly. And my biggest fear though, I will say just about this is like, everyone's going to focus on the offense. Cause Tua, uh, that makes total sense. And Tyreek Hill just came there, but Brian losing Brian Flores, the defense was adequate because of him, because of his system. And now you don't have him. And that scares me a little bit because that could, that could be the thing that really kills them. So we'll see. So we're split there. I'm taking the over. You're taking the under on the Miami Dolphins. And the last team we're going to be talking about here. I can't believe the most boring team in the division is the New York Jets, but we're going to, the New York Jets is kind of the most boring team in the division right now. And they're over under is five and a half. Ugh. What do you feel about that? I think it's too low. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's too low. Oh, there low. we okay. go. Okay. So. Okay. Like, <clears throat> I like what they've added in some of the young pieces. Like Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner, what a pick that's going to be. 
Brees Hall, yeah. I think, is going to take over games this year. I, I, I really do like him. You know, we can see a lot of flash from Garrett Wilson and Tremaine Johnson. Yep. yep. I, I would like to say that Zach Wilson has taken enough of a step in year two to give them more than five wins. I mean, I don't think this team has a hope in hell of making any noise and winning the division or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. five and a half wins is very low for a team that I think improved quite a bit, at least two wins. Oh, yeah. Well, the draft, definitely. Like, they had one of the better drafts. The only problem is it's like, unlike the NBA, like, the NFL scares me with, like, drafts because it's always like, well, is a defensive end that's 21 really going to be able to face a 30-year-old, you know, tackle? That's, by the way, I'm wrong because that's changing. And it, they are coming in better and better, and they're making an impact really quickly. But there's a lot. They're going to be relying on a lot of rookies to make a lot of noise here. I like Robert Sala, by the way, too. I think he's, like, mm-hmm. a kind of like a football coach guy where you can imagine giving a very rah-rah speech and kind of implementing a good system here. The problem is, is how do you feel about the Jets is how you feel about Zach motherfucking Wilson, you know? And so uh, his rookie season is historically bad. Like it's really bad. QB rating was 39 out of 40 QBs. The adjusted nets per yard was 39 out of 40. EPA per play, 29 out of 40. Success rate, 39 out of 40. Like it's, it's just about as bad as you could have done. Now, once again, if he has a Mac Jones style, you know, uh, Captain America body transformation thing, that's great. Oh, by the way, I just want to say, like, too, quarterback is, like, the last position where I think you need to be ripped. I think it's been shown over and over again that being, like, incredibly muscular is not really that big of an asset for quarterback. Like, it's not like you're playing safety or something like that, where, yeah, actually, you know, cutting some fat is good, but whatever. I just, I don't really understand that, where, like, these young quarterbacks are like, look at my nine-pack. You're like, yeah, can you throw a football, though? <laughs> can you throw it accurately? That's kind of the important part. Yeah, so, I, you know, I think uh, the young quarterbacks like to show their bodies off, so it doesn't really matter yeah. what the, what the six-pack will give them on the football field, but uh, they like to show it off of the likes. Absolutely. Well, I don't, I don't blame him. He makes millions of dollars and lives in New York, so he can do whatever he wants right now. But is, uh, and actually has in the offseason and shown that he can do whatever he wants. Yes. Uh, so, so the problem is how you feel about Zach Wilson is how, you, how they're going to go here. Five and a half does feel really low. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do with him because that number is so low, but the division... I believe that, you know, I believe that the Dolphins are going to be over their eight and a half. I believe that the, the Bills are going to be over their 11 and a half. And the Patriots, I don't think are very good. But I'm, I think I'm still going to take the under here at five and a half because the, the conference is really, really good. Uh, and I don't think Zach Wilson's very good. So I'm taking the under <laughs> five and a half, actually. Yeah, I don't think he's very good either. I just, five and a <laughs> half seems low. But yeah, I mean, he's not very good. It sucks when they're going to have to dip back and find another quarterback. And like, the, the problem is with the, last year sucking as a quarterback draft is that the number of teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks this season is going to be gigantic. So, yeah, uh, yeah so it should be an interesting draft. should be an interesting offseason. There Bryce we go. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Spencer yep. Rattler, few coming up. Uh, it's, it's going to, yeah. It's, yeah. Tell, me the, tell me the Steelers are not going back in. Tell me the Eagles are not going mm-hmm. back in. What if the Dolphins went back in? Oh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about with the Dolphins was that Stephen Ross story and the Dolphins losing the first-round pick oh. was so interesting because – that rumor with Tom Brady, like, oh, he's going to join the Dolphins and become co-owner, and, uh, and so is, uh, so is uh, New Payton. England Saints. Sean Payton, yeah. So is Sean, so is Sean Payton going to join and stuff like that? And you're like, oh, what a crazy story that is. And then they lose a the first-round pick, and you're like, so it was all true? Oh, my God. Like, I couldn't believe that. I find it hilarious that they got docked a first-round pick for two people that they didn't even sign. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what's so funny, too, is they, in, the re- in, the, in that report, it's like, They've tampered three times with Tom Brady. And it's like, three times? You want to go back and kind of look at the years and go like, wait, when else were they? Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's I, interesting. I, it is. It's like, I can't believe it's all true. That's what they told you. Like, oh, that's, that's bananas to me. So 
So what happens this year? Tua sucks. Tom Brady leaves the Bucks after the year. Is he joining the Dolphins? Can he join the Dolphins? Is it like, is this tampering again all over? I don't even. I have no, I, I, I mean, maybe, but it's like, like Tom, just like retire or something. That would be nice, but I'm not buying Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fake retire again. Do it again. Um, okay. So the, those are our NFC and AFC over under bets, but honestly, fans are Prince. Where are you going to put your money? What are the numbers that you felt really, really good about? Um, I feel really good about the bills and I feel really good about the Patriots in the AFC. I'm not going to touch yeah. the dolphins and, uh, not going to touch the jets. Why would you touch the jets? Don't ever touch no, the Jets. Don't touch the Jets. No. Ugh. Uh, in Let's the see. NFC, I'm looking Cowboys here, hard on the Cowboys, yep. and that's it. I okay. I think, you know, with some play money, I'd look at the Eagles and go under there because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are going over. So you might be able to get good odds, but yep. I'm really not feeling confident about the Commanders or the Giants. So I'm just, I'm going hard yep. on the Cowboys here. Yeah, Cowboys, Bills, Patriots for you. Okay, so for me, I'm definitely taking the under Patriots. Uh, that, that Shop around, guys. Use the BetStamp app because we've seen nine. We've seen nine and a half. A nine and a half would be great to get under because then finishing at nine would be awesome. And then the same with the Giants. Shop around a little bit because we, we went with seven, but we've seen some six and a halfs out there as well. And I love the over six and a half for the Giants and the under for the Patriots. Those are the numbers that I'll be pounding for these two divisions. But, Pants Ready Prince, we got ton, tons more divisions to start with. And why don't we do the South next week? Oh, the South. Yeah. So many bad teams. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for doing this. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Right, you take it easy. Recap. So we just threw out a lot of numbers. We threw out a lot of leanings. But here are the best bets that we had from today's episodes. Mine, the New England Patriots under 9.5, and, and the New York Jets over 6.5 wins. For the Panzerite Prince, he likes the Cowboys over 10.5, the Bills over 11.5, and, and the Patriots under 9.5. Got it? Good. Can you please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts? And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Plus, you could check our record over at the BetStamp app, which please download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast. We'll be back on Friday to lose even more bets on some of our favorite sports. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!